When and how will the U.S. respond? Those are the major questions tonight after three American soldiers were killed and 40 more were injured in Jordan. The White House is vowing to retaliate as the Middle East is lurching toward the precipice of a wider war tonight. The families of 23-year-old specialist Brianna Moffitt, 24-year-old specialist Kennedy Sanders, and 46-year-old Sergeant William Rivers all mourning tonight. All three of them were members of a reserve unit that is based out of Fort Moore, Georgia. They all died in a drone attack at a small outpost in Jordan near the border of Syria and Iraq. And tonight, the White House and the Pentagon are pointing the finger at Iran. We know these groups are supported by Iran, um, and therefore they do have their fingerprints on this. Of course, we hold Iran responsible. We know they support them. We know they resource them. We know they train them. Uh, we know that they're certainly not discouraging uh, these attacks. President Biden convened his national security team, as you can see here in the Situation Room today. It's a group that included Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who is just back today from the hospital after weeks recovering from treatment for prostate cancer. Two U.S. officials tell CNN that the enemy drone was approaching the outpost around the same time that an American drone was returning to base, which led to confusion over whether it was hostile. That uncertainty may have been what caused the delay to the U.S. response. And I'm joined now by the former Secretary of Defense under the Trump administration, Mark Esper. Secretary Esper, thank you for being here tonight. I just wonder if you were in the Pentagon at this moment, how would you advise the Commander-in-Chief to respond? Good evening, Caitlin. Uh, good to be with you tonight. And, and first of all, I, I want to remind everybody that our thoughts and prayers should go out to the uh, family members and the service members who lost their lives that were identified today. And I might add, given the nature of it, it's a reserve unit, this often affects communities as well. So mm -hmm. a lot to be said for that. Look, I, if I were sitting in the, uh, in the situation room like I was on several occasions with President Trump, I would be advising that we need to strike Iranian um, personnel and facilities. And uh, we would be preparing a range of options for him that started outside of Iran and worked its way inside Iran until that we felt, first of all, that we, we responded appropriately to what had happened, the tragedy the, uh, of the attack. But secondly, we tried to keep trying to achieve a deterrence with the Iranians. That would be my first message. Secondly, I would argue that we need to begin building an international coalition that uh, comes together and imposes tough financial sanctions on Iran for all that it's doing in this region to cause turbulence, beginning with Israel and Gaza, but extended to the Houthis who are shutting down you know, 12, 15% of uh, commercial trade through the Red Sea. So it's a big problem. It's only going to get worse if it's not addressed appropriately. Given you've been in this position where you're in the situation room and you are drawing up those plans for the president, I mean, how do you make the calculation of whether you which we've been told by sources is on the table, you know, striking Iranian-backed proxies outside of Iran or actually striking on Iranian soil. I mean, how do you make a, a tough calculation like that? Yeah, look, it's a combination of science and art. The science is we know what it would take to destroy certain targets. We have estimates of uh, how much damage would be caused, how many people would be killed. Uh, we could have an estimate of the effect it might have on operations in the region or elsewhere. And then the art of it is, 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 uh, is the subjectivity that's also uh, informed by the intelligence personnel who are at the table to give you a sense of what might cause Tehran to pause, uh, what might cause them to react and respond, and what might achieve deterrence. So there is a lot of art to this. That's where 
why I like to start uh, on the left side of the ladder, if you will, the escalation ladder, and work your way up until you find that point at which you get them to stop the bad behavior. Although, look, quite frankly, after 40 plus years, this is so ingrained into their culture, into the political being of the, the, the theocracy that I'm not sure that you can achieve that without going, uh, without, you know, having a much more comprehensive approach to the problem. And the one part of this that we've learned as, you know, they are looking at the calculation is that, you know, air defenses weren't necessarily prepared here because the hostile drone was coming in at the same time that an American drone was also returning to base. How common, from your experience, is a mix-up like that? Not common. Uh, you know, I had some questions about that. I think that that needs to be really investigated quite thoroughly. I'm sure the command is doing that, particularly since American lives were lost and, and over 40 soldiers injured. Given you worked under former President Trump, we've seen him responding, saying uh, his quote was, this attack would have never happened if he were president. But I, I covered the Trump administration. There were attacks by Iran on a U.S. base directly when he was in office. I mean, can you just fact check that comment for us? Yeah, look, it's hard to predict in some ways. On, on one hand, I, I th thought he made a pretty bold decision in terms of striking uh, Soleimani, General Soleimani, uh, in Iraq at the Baghdad airport. I was part mm -hmm. of that decision, that process, and it was based on intelligence that told us that uh, he was planning strikes against diplomatic uh, facilities, U.S. service members, et cetera. So I thought it was a bold decision. I thought it was, it was the right decision. But I also recall that when I was coming into office in June 2019 or so during that handover period, you know, he pulled the punch in terms of uh, hesitating to shoot down uh, an Iranian drone that had taken down, I think, our Reaper over the Persian Gulf and then refused other actions that were pending. So, uh, you know, I, I've seen the good and bad. So it's hard to predict in some ways how he would behave in certain situations. It oftentimes depends on, um, you know, the decision makers um, and, and others around him, uh, that uh, cabinet members who would voice an opinion and argue one way or the other. Secretary Mark Esper, thank you for joining tonight.